name is Jillian. I play November the Stitch, and it is good to be here. Hi, I'm Jory. I play Shayna, the pilot, and it's good to be here. Hi, I'm Eli. I play Clara, the mechanic, and it's good to be here. Hello, I'm Jordan. I play Leo, the scoundrel, and it is good to be here. I'm Jesse. I'm the GM, and honestly, I think we could save a lot of money if we just switched over to self-recording podcasts. Back it up, guys. Welcome to Many Realms. Before we jump into the episode, a big thing that happened last time is that November, you filled the clock for your long-term project to figure out a treatment plan for Leo. Sure did. Um, So you found a drug that you think will be able to successfully treat Leo. It's called Viacel. Narratively, you know, there's obviously no hard rules in the book for what to do when your augments are failing. But I think that now that we have the treatment plan, what I'd like to do is contrast that with a clock for Leo that will basically represent the progression of his condition if he's not treated successfully. Okay. So I want to pitch a, a clock called uh, like shutdown or whatever, um, which would be very bad for Leo. And every session that he doesn't take a dose of Viacel, one of these segments would fill in. Okay. Is there a cost that gets one cred? It costs two cred. Two cred. Which you can purchase using one of your downtime actions. You can make a consort roll during downtime to attempt to drop the cost of the Viacel dose to one cred. So any success will do that. Okay. The pitch I'm trying to pull here is that um, Leo is very ill. The treatment's going to be specialized and expensive and maybe illegal even to procure. It should represent a big cost and a big choice for the crew when and how they're going to keep Leo's stuff going because he's in a really bad state. Uh, How long is the track? Call it an eight and one of them's filled in. Okay. The crew of the Houndstooth is still in a sort of state of recovery, I guess, not just um, physically, especially Shayna, but also emotionally. I think it's the first time the crew on the ship has had their loyalties and trust in each other kind of like tested um or at least for clara who's somebody who is pretty new and has seen this as like a a relatively tight crew or at least a crew that understands each other um so there's i think like a slightly palpable tension even for a job as simple as transporting like very innocuous merch and smuggling something as easy as uh what is it unofficial lunar squad merch there's still a little bit of nervousness in the air. Everyone's doing their own thing, sort of uh, solitary activities, um, but we do have to talk about this job. I'd say Leo's like, let's say they're, um, we have to like take stock of all this stuff or something and Leo's um, volunteered to do so, mostly because I think Leo at this point after uh, Viacel coming into the uh, equation and knowing the cost of that, that he's feeling very uh, self-conscious of his position on the ship. He's became obsolete technologically and he doesn't want to feel that way just as a person. So he's trying to make himself more busy and more uh, useful than he had prior. So he's taking on these more mundane tasks willingly and quickly. I just finished checking like a box of merch. It's maybe one of like the more stuffed ones. And so now that it's all like 
good and we know we have it. It's like moving to the, you know, checked, ready to be ejected as soon as we land type of pile. So I'm, I'm scooting that over. Oh, are you going to take it easy there? Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's not even that heavy. It's fine. You can't lie to me. <laughs> I can see you working hard. Yeah, but I mean, it's something I haven't done before. It's all right. I, if it's too much, I'll let you know. Please <laughs> consider your condition. Uh, he sets it down and like as this conversation is happening, as he's walking back and forth, he'll like pick up a, another one and just kind of like walk over to you and be like, I'll go grab a drink. Can you take, can you take this one for now? And uh, I'll be back in, is five minutes okay? Ten minutes? What's a proper break? <laughs> Fine. Five minutes. Okay. I'll make it six for you. Thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, walks away with a smile. Member's very kind and doesn't want to worry you. Is anyone else in the bay? You know what? Both of you are in the cargo bay. Ooh. I've teleported you there. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> How did that happen? <laughs> I've beaten you down. <laughs> um, to be present in this group scene. Take that. Clara's doing a bit of a sulky teenager thing. I picture you like cross-legged, like on a very high like stack of crates on your Game Boy or whatever. In one of the shirts, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. She's, she's taking one of the Luna Squad shirts, ironically wearing it. Yeah, I guess for Clara, like, oh yeah, like I get kicked off of most of my crews and ships within the first like month or two. She kind of goes into the state of like, what's the point? You're going to kick me out soon. We just had our first fight and you didn't like me, so. That's dark. So you're, you're like not really contributing? Is that what you're saying? I'm not like not contributing. I haven't like given up completely on helping on this ship. But like, as for right now, Leo's working really hard. We're not in a rush. All right. So, well, Leo just left. Or to go take a break. So I think I'm going to ask you to help me carry this crate. I feel like we're not in that much of a rush to get all this stuff off. I feel like if even if Leo did it all himself, it would just like get done. Well, we're not going to let Leo do it all by himself. Because uh, he's not in any state to be doing that. So get your arse down here and start helping. Kip, then you shouldn't be lifting either in your condition. I absolutely shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Thank you, November, for telling them what they need to hear instead of what they want to hear. Ox is like just gloriously throwing these boxes yeah. like they're circus peanuts. <laughs> I think Clara listens to Ox, actually, because Ox doesn't complain very much and just like does a lot of stuff. But I don't like that November gave me a little bit of sounds under her breath, but not so quiet that you don't hear. Clara jumps down uh, and says like... I don't remember you being my mom, but uh, does it? I think as um, Ox sets down a big tote next to you, November, she says, um, "You've been working with Leo in the in the medbay." That's right. Finally figured out a drug that'll help. Uh, it's expensive, but it'll keep him conscious. Can we afford it? <laughs> Not with uh, four cred jobs. What will happen to him if he doesn't get it? I think I think it's just like a silent look. Ox purses her lips and she says, um, you're very good to him. Very good. So what doctors do? I suppose it is what doctors do. She um she smirks at you and she kinda claps her hands, turns back to the crates. Clara, take the shirt off. You're eating into our profits. It's like a th- one third of a cred shirt. <laughs> That's pretty expensive. Less, whatever. Yeah, Clara, we can't afford to uh Get docked, I'm sorry. Seriously? Yeah. There are like 2,000 shirts in this crate. 
You don't and think they're going to count them when we get there? I don't think they're going to count 2,000 shirts, no. Do you want to take the risk? She takes off the shirt and sassily throws it back into the crate. At this point, there is a, a crackling sound over the intercom, and you see the alert of a hail on Aster, Captain. This is the Houndstooth. Identify yourself. Over. The the voice that echoes is is laden with like static and it's quite crackly and hard to hear. Um, and in between like bursts of noise, you hear a. Looking for assistance here. Uh, at nearby over on. Uh, yeah, are you available? Can I see like on my radar or whatever where they would be? You are cruising in like the pretty remote parts of the sector of Holt. Um, trying to avoid heat, but obviously it's not completely uncivilized out here. There is a small dwarf planet nearby. Uh, the name is Jasmine. It's a, a fair distance, which is probably why the call's um, pretty garbled. Can you clarify the nature of your distress? Two dead. One of them's the sheriff. You're a hegemony ship. Uh, we'd appreciate your assistance. We'll be docking in an hour. Thanks for your help. We can't compensate. Come to my uh, office when you arrive. On the internal intercom, not Aster, I say, Hey, everybody, we are taking a little detour. There was a distress call that we're going to check out. Thanks. Uh, moments later, Leo arrives at the, wherever you are, the helm, and he somewhat doth protest. Sorry, Captain, a distress signal from who? Um, some uh, locals from Jasmine. Captain, I don't mean to be... Rude. I mean, I, I, maybe you haven't frequented as much of the uh, unsavory parts of the galaxy, but this is, this seems it's a textbook. <laughs> you, you know, faux distress signals are not the type of thing that we should just be answering to willy nilly. Did they say how much they'll pay us? What are the details? Did they say anything? No. <laughs> Captain, I, I don't, I, again, I, I, I have the utmost respect for you. I, I, I'll say that with a laugh. <laughs> you're, a, you're a good captain or whatever. <laughs> uh, all I'm saying is, if we're going to check it out, um, to do so, ready for a fight. Sure. No, you're right. Good to be prepared for that kind of thing. Worst case scenario, we get out of there. Best case scenario, we get a buck. Mm. Uh, Leo... Pivots and, and leaves to presumably go to like the army or something. The the uh, tangible effect that I'm hoping that has is that rather than like getting off on the planet, we're just like, oh, we're just gonna go talk to people. It's more like we're a bit more kitted and a bit more prepared. This would be a time opportunity to like select your load. Yeah, we could theoretically do a heavy load since we're like stopping in a town. What color is Jasmine? Jasmine looks like it's a very cold planet. It's quite distant from its uh, its star and the surface of the planet. I mean, there are like oceans and things, but you see a lot, uh, like a big amount of snow cover. Whoever has contacted you has sent you landing coordinates, which take the Houndstooth to, yeah, a pretty desolate spot on this icy, somewhat mountainous planet. Uh, and you land on a landing pad, like um, kind of at, at a rest overlooking um, a town that can't be more than like 10 or 20,000 people at most. It's quite small. As you step down out of the door of the ship, well, first of all, Oksana uh, taps you on the shoulder, Captain. She says, uh, just because I'm, I'm worried about your head, 
She hands you a helmet. Is it at least like a cool helmet? No. It's like when babies need to reshape their heads. <laughs> <laughs> it's to protect your fontanelle. Thanks. I'll like take it and gruffly put it on. Yeah, and um, you you disembark from the ship down the metal steps and into some crunchy fresh snow. This this is like a a, a boreal mountainscape. There are tall, narrow pine trees that kind of brood across the horizon. Um, and there is a, a paved path that winds down this little resting landing stop towards the town. A, a, a sign that you pass shortly after you start down the, the path towards the town reads White Hill. November, you can pretty easily recognize that this is definitely a mining settlement from the kinds of vehicles you see parked along the major buildings from the uh, mine entrance on the mountain. Kind of these little signs that you know to look for. Oh yeah. The other noticeable thing in White Hill is that these streets are like almost entirely empty. I mean, certainly there are like lights on in buildings and people are coming and going, but there's not like people hanging out, walking around, patronizing shops or anything. It looks mm-hmm. pretty quiet and, and sort of dour here in the town. Yeah, he told me to meet him in the office. Yeah. Um, and when you enter, I mean, there's not even like a secretary. There's like a building with like one door and then another door. And then you're in the office of this person. Mm-hmm. This is the mayor of White Hill, Mayor Hockenden. They have a really, really pale skin and this really like choppy, bad, blonde haircut. And when you enter, Mayor Hockenden looks up and says, uh, are you the, uh, the hegemony officers? Uh, yeah, I'm Captain Watt. And this is my crew. Can you tell me what's going on here? Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming, Captain Watt. We we could really use your help here. Basically, the, the long and short of it is we woke up this morning and we found two bodies. Uh, one of them's the town lawman and the chief miner was nowhere to be found this morning either. They've gone missing. You know, we... Uh, not a big place. We don't get a lot of visitors. We expect Hegemony visits every quarter to uh, pick up the extraction from the mine. And other than that, not a lot of tourism here. So you can't believe how happy I was when I saw you guys on my radar. I I don't really know what to do with the sheriff gone. This is unprecedented. Any uh, noticeable unrest? Miners are always complaining about something or another. I mean, it's not exactly an easy line of work. Uh, but... Things had seemed mostly okay. I don't know what happened. Has anybody taken a look at the bodies? We left them where we found them and we just stationed a couple of folks out to keep a watch. It's cold enough here, nothing's gonna happen. If there's two dead, there's uh, Sheriff Waters and there's uh, one of the miners, uh, uh, a woman named Brett. If you wanna start there, that'd be good. November, do you wanna perform an autopsy? All right, let's take a look. Uh, where do you wanna start? I, I would start with the sheriff. Sure. Yeah. Um, I like this. I like November as like the autopsy expert. That's fun. That's <laughs> something you haven't really had a chance to do yet. Yeah. I don't have to like gather info from crime scenes. Really, Is but... there one? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Mayor Hockenden gives you directions down the street to the sheriff's office. Um, yeah. What's the vibe as you're trudging down this like icy slushy street in this like dismal little town? November hates this. Their, their, like, first instinct is, like, well, if that, like, head miner's gone and the sheriff's dead, like, probably deserved it. <laughs> um, and she's not particularly interested in, like, enforcing the law. All right. Um, the sheriff's office is a modest uh, kind of prefab metal building. Uh, and when you enter, there is an old man in a doctor's coat who is kind of uh, half napping 
in the chair in the front of the room. Uh, when you enter, he kind of nods awake and he says, uh, You know who they sent? That's right. He's over there. Thanks. The, the sheriff's office is pretty much one large room. The body is on the floor on its back a few feet away from the window. It's quite cold in here, and uh, it's as cold in here as it is outside. You go to remove your jacket, and then you think better of it. The window open? <laughs> the window is um, open, but it's it's actually, like, smashed open. It's not been uh, opened by the latch. Presumably, like, shot through the window? Um, hard to say. You could make a doctor roll. Okay. So see, like, by the body in more detail. Yeah. Is the window smashed big enough for a person to get through it, or just... Like, not a whole person, but, like, a hand or an arm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I will also say that even as you kind of shrug your coats back on and get used to the bracing cold in this room, there's still, like, a, a, a tingle on your necks that you can't quite place. It it almost feels like when you were aboard the cutter, the ship that was uh, attacked Way by the Waystorm. Like, because of, like, weight, like, this is way tingles and not, like, hegemony watching me tingles? You know, the tingles intermix so, so beautifully. Can I try to, like, sense way? Sure. I think November's going to take a look at the body first. Yeah. One of those is a six. Hey. November, you cross the room and you peer down at this body and you learn a few things. Definitely shot in the chest twice. No Mm -hmm. one was lying about that. You're not a super, like, ballistics pro, but you'd have to imagine that this was uh, done by a blaster with some mods on it. Um, you can see that there's like uh, extra impact radius around each of the shots. Um, it's it's definitely possible that the shots were fired through the window. Like the trajectory of the body like does support that. I wouldn't say it's guaranteed. Okay. Were they good shots? Were they like accurate? They were accurate. So either someone was outside the window with, um, you know, patience and precision, or they were inside and were close up enough to get a clean shot. Mm-hmm. But additionally, there are scratch marks on the sheriff's hands and wrists. Fresh. Pretty. What else is going on here? Um, I want to be snooping his stuff. Okay. It's like, is there any docks or anything like that might indicate, I don't know, townsfolk might be angry? Like, what's he been doing? What's he up to? Yeah, why don't you make a steady roll? I have negative one on everything. Double fives. Double fives on your, wow, with you were rolling like disadvantage? Yeah. And you're looking for kind of what the sheriff is up to. Mm Mm-hmm. One thing you'll notice is that he was definitely like out and about lo- not long before he was shot here. Like the boots and the coat are still like in a heap by the corner. There's, uh, you know, food that was meant to be eaten that's just sitting out on the counter. So you get the sense that he had come home pretty directly from something before he was attacked and killed. Maybe even by someone like waiting for him. I'd like to think it would be pretty good at deducing things like was it the window or was it point blank based on like the exit wound and that type of thing? Like he was basically like special ops, right? Like he's not just like some hired gun like he is now. And uh, I I feel like, yeah, like that deducing that type of thing, the nature of the actual killing and maybe some of the motivations therein. Do you want to make a study roll? Sure. I'll use my free gambit. A nice classic Jordan six. Classic Jordan. <laughs> classic Jordan incapable of rolling anything below it. I, I picture you, Leo, um, watching November cross over to the body, watching Shayna start sneaking around the papers, and then you just turn back around, you head outside the building, and you do a quick lap. And uh, outside of the window of the office, you do see um, that there are no footprints anywhere near the window, and that the glass has fallen on the outside. The office overlooks um, 
a winding black creek and like a stand of pine trees on the opposite it'd be possible for someone to be stationed there but you know no one was anywhere close to this window on the outside unless it snowed you know today in my mind it's either they had a conversation that went south or the killer was already waiting inside the house I think those are both good guesses. I think there's lots more information to learn, like, here and elsewhere. Mm, can I, like, try to tap into the way? Yeah, I really want to get into this because you took a level in, like, way in wayfinding. Uh, in orient- you took an orienteering course. Yes. Um, but we haven't really had a chance to interact with that. And you kind of did that, I think, a bit, you were saying, in, like, response to how uh, wild and wacky the waste it was earlier and how no one kind of had, like, grips on it. So yeah, what is what is attuning like for Clara? What is Clara's relationship to this like mysterious substance in the in the universe? Mysterious substance. Uh, Clara's kind of new to it, I think. I like magic systems that are all about like intention. Mm-hmm. So I think for Clara, it's like reaching her intention out and trying to just like connect with this immaterial thing in the air. Uh, roll to attune. I'm going to. Uh, push myself. Claire's like, stand back. I just invented a new thing. <laughs> Two ones. Okay. This is my first time trying to attune, okay? Yeah, it's not easy. Um, Clara, you step into the center of the room and you try to, um, in the same way that you can kind of like maybe try to uh, reduce the impact of a headache by really like focusing and isolating on the exact part of your body that hurts, you're trying to follow that thread of the of the chill that ran up your neck when you walked in trying to see where it leads and uh where it leads is um into the center of the room and then as you approach and sort of follow it explodes in your face um and a huge wave of psychic energy uh washes over you you lose like your sight for a second you stagger backwards um you are going to take a level two harm um, that is like a way bomb, but um, there's there's a ton of energy nearby that is just like flooding your senses for a second until you try to close yourself back out. I think Shayna and November being inside the room are like a little bit surprised to see Clara uh, step forward and try. I don't know if she told you she was like thinking about this or training no. in this, um, but she just kind of like <laughs> no. freaks out a little bit and then staggers back against the far wall, maybe rattling a, a cabinet of china against her. It sounds like it would appear like something actually happened. So, like, ask if you're okay and, like, what did you see? You're not in the room. Oh, I, th- I assume that I circled back in. in. Yeah. Oh, nothing. I just have a headache. We, like, felt the way energy. We just couldn't, like, identify it the way. Yeah, not unless you are attempting to, like, attune yourselves. Yeah. I think this is this is a pretty subtle energy here that Clara opened herself up to. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, Clara, even on this failure, um, that you did catch, like, the faintest glimpse of, like, the this dead body you see you see this man standing in the center of the room and maybe he has like these holes in his chest already it's like an image of him but it looks like it's made of of planes of shadow stitched together it's obviously a a distorted vision and there's a space in his hand he was holding something but maybe that's even when he tried to focus in on that is when you just got completely overwhelmed okay well i'm not going to share my failure with these people (laughs) so i just had a headache do you need to sit down? Yeah, do you need, like, drugs or anything? Or water? Do you need the green polysporin? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. It's gone already. Just leave it alone. I want to, yeah, I want to sit down across from the doctor and say, you're you're from around here? Yes, right. Did you, did you know this man? 
Yeah, everyone knew uh, knew Sheriff Waters. And do you know of anybody who might have something against him? Well, I suppose anyone who wasn't a fan of the law wouldn't be a fan of the law man, would they? That is logical, but more specifically, any um, anybody who might have reason to hurt him this morning. He, uh, he kind of frowns and looks you up and down and says, uh, you know, we don't get too many uh, hegemony visitors around here. What'd you say your name was? Captain Watt. Well, Captain Watt, it's uh might look pretty small to your eyes, might be coming from bigger places, but there's all kind of people here, there's all kind of walks of life. He seems to be trying to kind of brush you off. Yeah, which makes me more interested in what he has to say. No, no, I understand that. Um Do you know anything about the uh the other person, the woman who was also murdered this morning? Do you know of any connection she might have with the sheriff? Well, you know, the miners tend to get into little spats and the sheriff tries to stay out of it. But sometimes if things get nasty enough, he's forced to step in. Um, does anybody else have any questions or thoughts or? Yeah, you write blues songs or something. What? You seem like you could write blues songs. How did you know that? <laughs> no one's ever seen my my compositions. Claire taps her head. Uh, yeah. what, do you, what do you want to say to this doctor? He's 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 being very general and vague. I don't think he trusts you. Which is like... Fair. I was saying, no, like he can be tight-lipped if he's want. Like, it's no skin off our back if we just leave. Yeah. So it's like, buddy, like, you could just tell us stuff. Or for all you know, he... See you later. For all you know, he killed him. Like, we don't know why he doesn't want to share with us. Mm. Hey, yeah, you may, you may be surprised in... Um, murder mysteries how often people don't want to just give up everything to the authority in question <laughs> bit of a trope on my part uh yeah no i don't have anything for this fella show me body number two um you you leave this kind of this yeah shrewd-eyed doctor and you make your way over to uh back kind of towards the ship where the the raised part of the town closer to the mines and therefore where all of the miners tend to live um myrna brett kept a very small uh very unkempt little apartment here as old as that old, old-ass doctor was, there's an even older woman here who is standing in the corner with her arms crossed. She says, uh, Afternoon, you'll be looking to Myrna. That's right. Her her apartment is like a lot more chaotic, and, and you can tell even from first glance there's probably been some kind of struggle here. Um, November, I assume you want to inspect this body as well? Yes, please. Hit it up. Five. Uh, five. I will tell you that the uh, cause of death was a blow to the head from uh, some kind of blunt object. And from what you saw on the uh, the body of the sheriff, you take a look at uh, Myrna's hands. There's um, some fragments of skin and blood under her fingernails. The old lady is like right over your shoulder, like breathing down your neck. She's like, uh, what is it? Oh, well... Uh, she was given a pretty good whack, mm. it seems, um, but also looks like, uh, she put up, uh, quite a fight. Well. Do you know her? Well. My sister's granddaughter. What's she like? She's a, a, a nice girl. She didn't want any trouble. She kept to herself mostly. She was a, a good worker. No, um, uh, no rumors about her and the sheriff. She, uh, she sucks her teeth. She looks uncomfortable. She crosses her arms tightly. 
well, I'm a doctor and I've looked at both bodies. I think they're connected. So if you've got something for me, spit it out. I would say sway. Okay. I'm going to change to sway her. Uh, I'll push myself for a second time. Uh, it's a five. <laughs> mm-hmm. She, um, she rubs her nose a little bit. She says, um, there's lots of things I could tell you if I could just uh, stay all day and chat, but I can't because uh, I've got work to, to go to. And, you know, rent's not going to pay itself. Not in a million years are you getting a dime. No way are we about to do that. She's offering you information in exchange for money. Oh, mm. my fucking God. How about um, November just writes you a doctor's note? I can't come into work today. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know, like, listen, you old crone. If you give two shits Ooh. about your sister's granddaughter, then you just volunteer the information. Everyone in this fucking town so tight-lipped. Uh, you want to make a command roll? Sure. I think it's a little too mean for Sway. You know what? That's one, so we'll see. Three. Three. Total failure. Uh, November, uh, Leo is just scared off your lead. Um, she looks up and she says, uh, you know, I knew things were bad in the core, but I didn't think hegemony officers were walking around treating people like this. I <laughs> I think November would also turn around to Leo and go, all right, that's enough out of you. Self-serving people, man. You're still going into the mines at your age? I don't work in the mines. Where'd you work? At the pub. I work at the blind bear. Well... Why don't we keep looking around here first and then we can escort you to your job, lady. She raises an eyebrow at escort, um, but she just kind of retreats back into the corner. I don't think she wants to talk to you much anymore. Would November have any kind of like, I don't know, like tattoo or marking that like would suggest that they worked like in a similar place? Yeah, I think I, I also think that that's something that could be communicated um even just like verbally, if you actually know what you're talking about when you talk about like mining with this person, she'd probably know that. Mm. Um, okay. Are you trying to like return her to your good graces? Yeah, I think I'd like shoo everyone out. Okay. <laughs> then I'll allow you to make a, a consort roll. Or sorry, sway. Good. Um, Could give you a devil's bargain if you don't mind um, gathering up some heat in this sector. Good. Well, I'll take the heat, but I'll also spend the game Oh jeez. Two he and Holt. Um with the with the bargain. And um I think she starts crying. <laughs> I think you make this old lady cry. Um you're you're sort of trying to like, yeah, get get sympathetic to her and be like, you know, this this life is really hard, but I think it just kind of comes across as um Your life sucks. <laughs> she she can't help but take it that way a little bit. She uh sniffs and she kind of straightens up and she looks down at the body and she looks over at you and she says unless you have any more questions of a, a duly medical nature i need to lock up and i need to go yeah november's frustrated because i think i think they're like they they didn't come across well because they're like trying to keep it together yeah and yeah they just kind of like abruptly dismiss her all right go fine uh you see november stomp out of this house uh they look pretty upset i think this this tiny mining town is getting to them and this this uh crime scene seemed like a bit more of a bust than the last one mm-hmm. was there any way in the room well you've you've left the room now and the and the lady's locking up so you might have missed the window a little bit unless you want to like bust in when she's gone yes <laughs> <laughs> okay um so she's gives you all like a long kind of cold look and then she wraps her coat around herself and she she 
marches off into the uh, the snow that's starting to pick up a little bit in the afternoon. Uh, and Clara looks back and says, like, what, we're not done in there? Yeah. Or at least I'm not done in there. And I'm going to assume that the security in this, like, small town is not crazy. And I'm going to just try a window, but I'm not going to break it. I'm just going to try to pull it open. Sure. Yeah, the window is uh, unlatched. You can slide it open. Sick. You can kind of crawl awkwardly. Are the rest of you, like, cool with this, with Clara sticking back into this room? I think Shayna's preoccupied with checking in on November. Okay. Yeah. Clara, you, you slip back inside this room. You Definitely when you're alone, yeah, that, that same kind of prickle washes over you, echoing and kind of, like, resonating off the massive psychic headache that's, like, still lingering from the place before. So you are going to take a minus one die to this because it's a level two kind of psychic related harm. Do you want a bargain? Yes. Okay. You'll take uh, two more heat here. You're going to leave something behind in this uh, in this apartment. I'm not going to realize until you're back on the ship. Nice. All right. We're up to four. Okay. Love it. Oh my. Nice fat one. Guys. Jesus. I'm not using this one anymore. <laughs> We're going to start a clock. We're going to start a uh, six-segment clock that, yeah, let's do eight segments. We'll do an eight-segment clock that's um, probably like mistrust or something like that. Yeah. Um, Suspicion. Because you're coming in here pretty hot, pretty mean. So I think this uh, this failure, maybe someone else who's like way uh, aligned in the town notices that there's like an intruder here and gossip's already starting to spread. Maybe someone catches a vision of you climbing in through the window of a building that you shouldn't be in. Um, and so we're gonna we're gonna fill up two segments of. I feel like now I want to clarify like when I came to Shana like it's not like I was been right yet it was like a genuine concern, yeah. but now it's like you're catching him looking at you kind of like we got our doctor like not happy we got yeah. we got you know Clara getting headaches like. <sighs> what is what is happening outside this outside this uh, apartment? November's just kind of stormed out. Shayna and Leo are getting a little bit fed up and also saying that November's having a bad time here too. I wanna yeah, I wanna go find November as I said, find somewhere to sit. You doing okay? November's just like holding her head in her hands. It was just like no, this this whole place is just all these, all these mining settlements, they're just the same. And you can tell the people are scared. They don't want to talk. They don't want to ruffle no feathers. So, uh, you know, like I'm out here trying my best and uh, I don't need Leo's energy. Like he's coming on real strong here and it's just, these, these folk aren't, Criminals, you know, they're not the people we typically interact with. It takes a little bit of finesse. Yeah, Leo Leo thinks we're being scammed here or something. I think we could maybe help someone here. Who are we really helping here though? <laughs> you know, if the if the head miner's gone off and you know the lawman's dead, who are who are we doing a favor for here? Hmm. Well, the sheriff was scratched up pretty bad, and uh, I'm going to assume that Brett was the one doing the scratching. If they got into a fight, how did Brett get back to her place? Well, I assume she died first. And the sheriff went home and what? Someone else was waiting for him. See, I just think 
there's a reason this is happening and these people, like you said, seem kind of desperate. Even if the answer isn't helping the people who said they needed help, we could do something for the people. Well, whatever we do, we better make it quick because this whole planet is just getting to the law of us and we're in no shape to, uh, to be lingering here. Okay, what if we give ourselves one more attempt, see if we can make any headway, and if not, clean our hands of this. After you, Captain. I don't have another lead. Leo, look around. <laughs> what are you doing as the as the Shane and we're having this conversation? If we're trying to get to the bottom of this, I guess uh, I'll go to that pub and I would either try once again to make Granny talk or someone at the pub, presumably, who was close to her. If she had information, then someone else there would presumably have same or similar information and perhaps be more willing to part with it okay you guys make your way up the hill towards the blind bear which is the major drinking establishment for the miners um it's late afternoon so a lot of miners are coming off shift from the day shift uh the place is lively it's you know maybe the first since the other places have been like dead body apartments it's the first place you've been in that's like heated and nice um, and there's like some live music going in the corner. Like it, it seems like it's very much the touchstone of this town. And yeah, there are tables full of like burly miners of all genders and expressions, mostly engaged in binge drinking. You see the old woman from before, she's like darting between tables and, and doling out uh, mugs of beer, picking up empties. Um, the place looks, you know, friendly enough. Although when you walk in, I think there is like that pick up in the social rhythm of it as strangers enter the establishment. So uh, make the most of it, gang. Before we go in, do you tell us anything about your suspicions, Clara, about like way energy or are you keeping that to yourself? Keeping it to myself. I have a headache, go away. Yeah, I wanna like offer you a sip of my beer, not order you your own beer. She takes it, but she winces because actually alcohol tastes Uh, (laughs) Yeah, and say, what were you doing sneaking back into Brett's home? I just wanted to look around. Did you find anything? No. Claire, I know you're not happy with me right now. When we're on a job, you gotta let me know what you're thinking. I'm not, I'm not like actively working against you or anything. You are an employer. I am your employee. I am doing my job to the best of my ability. If you want the full report, Captain, I went in there, tried to do some stuff. It didn't work. And so that's why I didn't tell you. If it worked, I would have told you. What were you trying to do, though? I tried to attune to the way, which I've never done before, which is why I failed, because it's not easy to do. There's something going on here. There's something fishy with uh, way magic. I don't know because I'm not good at it. I keep failing. It's not letting me in. I see, like, when we were in the sheriff's house, I see a little bit of whatever, things you already know. The sheriff is holding a thing, and then he gets shot, and then he falls down. That's all I see, and it's not helpful. I don't know if that's not helpful, Clara. Between November, Leo and I, none of us have any connection to that stuff. So the fact that you can even get a little bit, that's something. Well, you, I'm sure, could find a lot of people who are a lot better at it than I am. I don't know. I think you should keep trying. Was there anything in Myrna's house that I sensed at all? Like, I failed in the sheriff's house and I still kind of got a glimpse. Um, I think you saw 
that same kind of shadowy figure of her. She has her hands up. She's trying to ward someone off. And then, you know, invisibly, somehow, something strikes her head and she falls. Okay. I'm still a little wary that you're just going to kick me out at any moment, but I still share. Okay. And I'll say, see, that, that helps us. We know she was defending herself or something, or there's an intruder in her home. Please, next time, don't keep this stuff to yourself. I did also notice that when the miner was talking to November, they said it sucked that Myrna had died, but they didn't say anything about the sheriff. Yeah. No, that's good. Thanks. November wants to um, find somebody to playfully arm wrestle in an attempt at camaraderie. You're just going to find, like, the bulkiest boy you can? <laughs> or, like, what's up? I'm assuming that kind of thing is just already happening. Sure. And November's like... Try me. Yeah, you uh, you spot uh, a small crowd in one corner going at it, uh, and one guy's arm... I don't have to describe to you. One guy loses. Uh, <laughs> I think you all are familiar with the mechanics of arm wrestling. A cry goes up as the loser of the arm wrestling is uh, uh, ceremoniously back-slapped and, and kicked out of the seat. And November, you want to sidle your way in? I do. And you plunk yourself down on the stool, and... Um, a guy with uh, a big, like, lip piercing that has uh, a couple of, like, metal rings sliding up and down on it when he talks. Gives you, like, a, a squirrely eyebrow and he says, uh, Haven't seen you around here much, friend. No, just passing through. Where to? Out on patrols through the sector. You know how it is. Business. Did you have any business? He just smiles. Or his eyebrows says, you know, there's a lot of folks here wouldn't take kindly your sort coming up and starting a conversation, but I think you're all right, I think you're all right. <laughs> I'm sorry, you, uh, you found your way to this sad little sack of a town. Uh, I hope you won't be staying too long. Well, it's not good for your health, if you haven't heard. Yeah, I mean, I'm a doctor, so I have heard. You seen what happened? I did. You know anything about that? Not about, you know the actual events and goings-ons. I was hoping you could tell us. We're all really, really sad when we heard about Myrna. Yeah, I mean, there's there's not much I can tell you because there wasn't much at the, at the scene, but we're, uh, you know, looking into who might have done that and, uh, you know, the, the motivations. But like you said, people don't take kindly to folk like us, you know, just waltzing in through your town. So, I mean, if there's anything you can tell me, I'm all ears. He's fiddling with his uh, lip piercing nervously. He wants to talk to you, but he seems like there's, it seems like there's a lot of pressure on him. Mm. I do, I have to ask for these social interaction roles because what you're doing is trying to pry delicate information out of like scared people. So unfortunately, I think you are trying to sway him once again. Does anything help me here? Well, I let you do another shot with the old lady because you were kind of dropping the mining chat. Yeah. Um, I will let you get an extra die if you drop the mining chat with this guy who you haven't, like, who's no one has pissed off or offended yet. Good. Yeah, I think um, as November, like, sets sets himself up to, like, you are gonna, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course I'm going to do that. Um, yeah, they're just like, well, it's been, it's been a long time since, uh, you know, I've wrestled the likes of you. Looking forward to this. Yeah, you spent a lot of time around Myers. I sure did. <laughs> well, then, uh, I hope you still got a bit of that muscle left in you, because I'm not here to play nice just because you're uh, new in town. <laughs> All right. I don't expect you to. Let's go. You want to arm wrestle him? Yeah. Okay. I guess it's scrap. 
I'm, so I'm not concerned. Now this is like a scraps way. You're, consort. There's there's one goal here, which is get information out of him, and there's one goal which is arm wrestle him. Yeah. Okay. If you arm wrestle him and you get a success, then I will uh, let that boost your your consort. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's that's pretty good. That's a pretty good deal. Okay. The stress track is getting uh, filled up. It's a yeah, stressful right? job. It's a stressful it's a job. job. Yeah. You know what? That's that's. That's plot, baby. Okay. <laughs> like a two and a one. That's okay. You don't have to win the arm wrestle. You don't win the arm wrestle. It doesn't hurt your, um, well, you won't get any, like, bonus to your consort. The yeah. guy goes, <laughs> well, it might have been, been a long time since you were in this kind of company. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> you, you fail your chance to impress him. But he's not, he doesn't hate you or anything. Right. Um, in an attempt to get information, uh, can I take a double's bargain that's not heat? Um, so I'll let you spend a cred for a die or fill up uh, two more of the um, of the suspicion tracker as you sort of try to like get him get him straight on what's going on. Um, no, I'll take the clock segment. Okay. November would not be spending money that she knows she needs to spend on Leo later. Please roll a success. On Big money, <laughs> no whammies. Oh my god. Success, success. Ah. There's Yay. no way. Kill one. Game over. Goodbye. <laughs> There's some bad way energy in this room. Uh, this is so annoying because I think I'm very convincing, and of all the people who they should talk to, it's me. I'm very sorry. It is. It is challenging. I think. I think the way you're doing it is making sense, and you're getting a lot of good opportunities. It's unfortunate. I'm not agreeing with you very much. Um, yeah, I have, I have a roll higher than a three <laughs> since, like, the first roll. Yeah. We're going to take up one more slot on the clock because of the fails. So we're at a five out of six from uh, November's attempt to parlay with this miner who I think, you know, again, likes you and respects you, but a, a rather large cat seems to have gotten his tongue. Just to, like, remove ourselves for a moment from, like, in-game situation, could we theoretically all separately try to get information why don't we roll a group action mm -hmm. um yeah. and the failure there will just be stress on the leader of the group mm -hmm. does that sound good i have a the thing where it get, i got gain plus one scale on a group action if you lead it yeah that's good so shana will lead a consort action um and we'll take that highest result but any one two or three will be a point of stress for shana um, can I take a gambit so I'm not rolling out a negative? You sure can. I'm gonna push myself so I'm also not rolling out a negative. Sure, I'll take some old stressy poo. Come on, Wait. baby. I'm gonna let Jordan roll first, and if one of those is a six, I want to roll that dice. Oh, I got a three and a one. I got a one. I got a one! <laughs> I think I've actually only rolled once today. Oh! But I've rolled four or five. Guys, I don't even know what to do here. <laughs> Just all fucking re-roll. Yeah, can we like retcon? This is ridiculous. Gonna put all of these dice in salt. <laughs> There's bad vibes here. It's going so bad. It is. I'm 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 attempting to find all the generosities I can in this rule set. Yeah, you are all montage of everyone getting like drinks thrown in their faces or whatever so far. So am I am I taking four stress right now? We're gonna go with that, yeah. Cool. The blind bear seems also like it's kind of a bit of like, you know, the nucleus of what's going on here. And I think it's not hard to see that um, certain heads are turning as, you know, 
Shayna is trying her luck at the bar, or Clara is trying to eavesdrop from behind a couple of tables, or November is um, applying Tiger Bomb and getting back into the arm wrestling <laughs> ring. These whispers, these these head turns, these nods, these little signals travel and, and condense and collect along the lines of power that run through this bar until they reach a shadowy corner underneath the stairs where uh, another group of miners is sat. And I think at roughly the same time, um, all four of you see that the largest person in the back of the bar who's sitting in this far shadowy table has a, a gleaming shaved head and big gold hoops in his ears, stands up, pushes his chair out, and almost as if on cue, there's like a bit of a hush in the blind bear. Um, he starts walking towards you. What do you do? Like physically get closer to my group. I think November, you know what, to your credit, the lip ring guy stands up on the other side without as much of a drama factor, but he hustles over to you. Because I'm on your shoulder, November, he says, uh, Hey, listen, you, you probably want to head back to your ship, you know? Yeah, I'm getting that sense. Thanks. Do they just fucking do <laughs> Guy stands up and we all say, no, thank you, sir. <laughs> no, thanks. Um, yeah, maybe it's like a look over at the captain, like, mm, head nod, let's go. Let's get the fuck out of here. So I want to put my hands up and say, whoa, whoa, we're not, we don't want any trouble here. So I'm not completely disengaging, but I will see you do that and maybe in, like walk backwards towards the door. Yeah. That's good. The bald guy kind of steps forward, hands on his hips. He says, uh, as far as I'm concerned, you've been bothering everyone all day. So yeah, maybe you better take chicken shit's advice here and head on back home. Huh? Sir, we're just trying to figure out what's going on. How about you don't live here? How about what's going on is none of your business? Clara wants to try something wild. Do it! I want to come forward and say, for Christ's sake, we are not even hegemony. We're just here in a fucking stolen ship trying to help people because we want to help you and no one's letting us help you. I think it's gonna be a roll of, the, of these dice. I'm not good at it. I know. <laughs> Unfortunately, Nobody the is. solemn Look. oath I swore is that when the outcome of an action is uncertain, <laughs> they should be rolled to determine. <laughs> Does, okay, someone assist, maybe? Do we yeah. have a gambit? Can I assist somehow? Um, Shana, you can give Clara a die to assist. I think this way, yeah. Does it count? No. Is it good? If it's good, it counts. <laughs> <laughs> the desperation of it all. I'm sweating. A five? Uh, okay, okay, okay. The first success in an hour and a half. We're, we're using this. We should be sense. grateful. Well, I think the obvious consequence is that the suspicion clock is filled because you like announce your crooked intentions to the whole room. I think it's not going to be great for a uh, pirate guy. He's not really happy about this, but um, Lip Ring. Yeah, I don't need names. I've got enough names. Lip Ring turns to pirate and he says, no. <laughs> Lip Ring turns to the bald guy. I like better. Uh, shaved head. And he says, um, Snake, for once in your life, would you just fucking shut up? Um, and there's like a big like rumbling of, of there's an ooh behind Snake at his table. And Snake says, uh, if I wanted your opinion, I'd fish it out of my toilet with the rest of the shit in this town. Can I tackle Lip Ring to the ground? Lip Ring? Yeah. Your Wait, friend? Isn't he on our side? Yeah, to like, oh, like get down. Okay. Yes, oh. yeah, yeah. Um, totally, totally. I think he, he's going to turn to you and he's going to say... Um, 
Snake's trying to keep you out of the mine because of what they found. And then you just tackle him down as the shot kind of blasts over the top of his head and destroys a lighting fixture that kind of sparks and tumbles out. Those are probably so hard for them to get. They have do not have a lamp right in town. Oh. He died of dysentery on the Jasmine Trail. <laughs> it's a very pioneerish vibe. Snake Snake is mad now and his guys are standing up too. Now that Liprink spilled the beans, November's on the ground. They're all marching towards you guys. What's up? Pull out my blaster, shoot up too, like warning shot. What, pray tell, did you find in that mine? Yeah, he's he's uh, lowering his gun over to you, Shayna. He says, uh, is it worth your life to find out? Is it worth yours to keep it a secret? Ooh. Uno reverse. No you. <laughs> <laughs> This is my town. If you get out of here alive, it's on my say-so. So I think you best start showing a little bit more respect around the blind bear. I can, I can fix that light bulb. I have a spare on the <laughs> ship. Will that help? Why don't you get on the ship, look for that light bulb, and then while you're on there, fly away from this planet forever. <laughs> get lost. Well, I mean, for me, Leo's trying to avoid just like scrapping a bunch and really seeing how Shayna assesses and, and goes through the situation. Oh, so you're testing me. Well, not like, not like so much deliberately, but just like, you know, like, well, yeah, deliberately. But not so much as like testing you, but more of just like, yeah, seeing how you handle this situation, feeling like we can't keep handling things by shooty shooty. At some point, your your day comes up. Like, it's not just like, it's a lot of the time, it's almost a roll of the dice. And also, too, like, same thing, like, you can also, t like, you can, you're the captain, you can tell us what to do, too. True. Yeah, Leo doesn't start shooting unless Shayna says that. That's true. Really? I'll like, whatever um, signal to Leo to pull out his gun. Um, so then, yeah, I'll, I'll just pull out the dual uh, little, little blaster pistols. What is setting up another character and may I have done that for Leo in this instance? When you perform a setup action, so you will have to take a roll. Like you would roll uh, probably and then that would give like Leo a chance to um, to get an extra uh, effect level or improved position for his role. Okay, so I want to maybe argue that I by like doing the warning shot, I like maybe scared some people, and in that way could be helping him all out. Then I think I would ask you for a scrap roll. Okay. To I'm help kind of get the um, or maybe command. I'm better at that. Six. What is your goal with with, with your you're... And this feels like now becoming a signature move because uh, uh, what he's got like a couple people on on his flanks. Get the get the henchmen, I guess. Okay, so with the improved position, I'll let you take out uh, both guys nice and clean on the success. You gonna roll scrap? I do you have any of that? I, I think so. I have a couple. Yeah. I like that as a running joke. Uh, I'll take stress because I haven't I haven't had to take any yet, so I'll do the four. As I got two sixes. All right, you generate a gambit. Hey, good, we need it. Jesus. The signals flash, the people yell as uh, Leo. <laughs> I wonder if they're just this element of like, we can't always be shooty shooty. Gavin wants me to shooty shooty. <laughs> <laughs> I shooty shooty. 
you he's earning his paycheck you know each and every week yeah. you know what actually to quickly add a little bit of flavor to that i think that this unlike other times this is coming off the heels of learning the burden that he has as i've mentioned part of it watching shannon letting her take all that and wait until he's asked is maybe him slowly even starting to wonder about his place within the crew mm-hmm. and trying to like in some ways distance himself but then now that he's being called upon that's something that he feels like more so than before like less just oh this is my job but like really this is coming from a place of care for the other people okay that's some good flavor yeah yeah um the 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 crowd inside the blind bear dissolves into chaos as leo fires these blaster shots and the two guys next to uh snake go down um snake's gonna return fire on you special armor and tenacious which penalties from armor one less level severe if you do the armor you won't take harm at all but it'll like use up the armor for this mission great well i have two uses of it so i'll use one you have two uses of armor yeah because i have my other special ability is i gain a second use of special armor between each downtime my god he's invulnerable yeah the his returning blow glances off your armor november you're on the ground with lip ring yeah what's up i want to a kiss him <laughs> that's what i was hoping for i didn't want to suggest it though <laughs> And B, ask him what he found in the mine. Yeah, you tackle him down. The shot goes wide above you. You can hear uh, Shayna and Leo getting into the old song and dance. Tell me about this kiss. It's it's like a thank you for like standing up for me kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she like pulls away and like looks at him and is like, "What's down there?" I don't know. The the chief found it in Myrna. They were keeping it a secret. That's why Snake's mad. What do you want to... Like, he he's... I'd argue a bit of like a marked man now that he's gone up against Snake. Um, mm-hmm. Are you pulling him into this fight? Are you participating in this fight? No, I want to leave the bar. Okay. Um, so you you pick him up and you try to make your way for the door. Clara, Shayna, and Lee are just going up against this like minor mob boss dude. Same, I guess. His like His lieutenants are down. I don't think that means that everyone's, like, rushing to your aid and lifting you over his shoulders. Some people have, like, stood up and, like, fully knocked over tables in their panic for the door. I would guess he'd probably try to, like, fall back into the crowd and try to, like, escape capture. I kind of want to pursue him. I want to get answers out of this fellow. Um, then I might ask you to scramble. Yeah, I can do that. Oh, I can't do that. What happens if what I... What can you I, I can home a spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'd like to also try and uh, maybe scramble towards him as I don't have the most in. And I'd like to ask for the self-deprecating thing of if I don't roll, like, let's say a five or higher, that my augments start acting up. Sure. Uh, we can do that. Well, can Clara, instead of scrambling to get him, scramble to the door to, like, block it with a chair or something? Like- roll to scramble. All right. I'll take I'm- the gambit. I'm rolling only one die. Four. One. Four. Two fours and a one. Okay. I collapse. Yeah, I think you do. Mm-hmm. You're you're reaching to reload or, or line up your next shot, and then it's just like the feeling in the arm. And the maybe also knocking the wind out. My rhythm, my breathing gets knocked out by the, the laser too, so all that kind of coming up. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Shayna or Clara even have time to like really notice super well as the bar just kind of goes up in, in nonsense and they start hustling after Snake. November, you leave your boyfriend for a new hotter boyfriend with a lip ring. Yep. Like any 14-year-old would. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
so <laughs> you don't see Leo go down either. I think he's left alone a little bit on the floor of this like stampede bar. Like it's not gonna be good. I think you're gonna take um you're gonna take trampled. Yeah, call it a I mean a level one, which for you is like a sneeze, but or one level less for you, so it was gonna be two and you're gonna hit down to one? No, it would have been it would have well, I don't think anyone's like trying to actually maybe that is one of his guys tries to like stomp you pretty bad on the way out. That would make sense. Maybe it is a two down on one. I was going to say no one's trying to step on you, but then I revisited that idea. Um, you two are successful with your scramble action, Shayna and Clara. So I think maybe Clara's like ducking out of a side exit, trying to predict where he's going to go. And Shayna's like following him directly with the gun. Um, but you are both taking a new six segment clock. Snakes guys reach the mine. On our two mixes, that's going to be half full. Um, you see as you're running out, as you're looking for snakes specifically, that some of these miners who were standing next to him um, are getting on little kind of buggy vehicles and they're racing up the ramp past your ship towards the mine entrance, uh, trying to get whatever's good to get over there. But you two find him as he's making out for his own little buggy. And uh, I think, Shayna, you are able to tackle him to the ground. What info do I need from this fellow? Does he have anything else for us or do I just want to like steal his ride and drive to the mine or do we want to leave let's steal his ride you want to take his thing to the mine mm-hmm. you tackle him down you pull the keys from his belt um you hop onto his buggy clara here on the back right. you go on a bit of a beautiful and where are you coming if they don't see leo come out of the bar i think that that's like yeah. a red flag thank you <laughs> Shayna and clara race up the road on snake's buggy one of the miners ahead of you throws a big banana peel behind you, but you veer out. Well, you should make a helm roll, I guess. <laughs> okay, helm roll? Yeah. Should I use the last gambit? Okay, use it. Okay. A six! Woo! Are you only going to roll one? Yeah, because I'm down one because I have two level two harm. Poor concussion, baby. Um, Fighting with, with your helmet already on. <laughs> I didn't take it off. <laughs> on that six, I mean, tell me, I think you you make your way up. I think you can probably put on the speed and like beat them there, hopefully. Not by much, but um, they're like afraid and confused and you're on a bit of a rampage at this point. Clara, you're like gripping on oh, to yeah. Shayna's middle on the back. I think, you know, neither of you have been somewhere like this in a long time and to go on this kind of like deathly sleigh ride is pretty <laughs> badass, but also pretty dangerous. Well, Clara's plan is to record what they see. So Clara is like one arm gripping Shayna for dear life and the other arm like clicking Jeeves's interface, trying to hit record. The buggy screeches to a halt at the top of the path leading up to this mine. The dark cavern mouth of the mine yawns before you. It's now past sunset. Stars are trickling out in the cloudy sky above the town of White Hill. At the entrance to the mine are some beat up looking mine carts. They are digitally programmed because the like mind map is stored on their on their consoles. So you get there, you get off the buggy, and you can see distant lights on the hill leading back down to town. These guys are a few minutes behind you. Um, so Clara sets record on Jeeves and has it go away from her, do its thing, it's rolling. I wanna try the way, I wanna try to attune. I don't think it's gonna go well. Okay. What do you want? Do you want to do anything to increase that roll? I, can I know what the bargain is before I accept it? Yeah, right. Yes, that's how that yeah. works. That's how the bargain is. I would say you want you want to try to push yourself to get more way energy here. I would say that if you accept this bargain, the way energy might fuck Jeeves up again like it did last time on the cutter. 
okay. I don't want him to get fucked up, but for interest's sake, I'll do it. That's a five. You hop inside this like minecart and power it on, and it starts Pokemon snapping into the. That's a weird verb. It starts. It like it's kind of like hydro. It's got like magnets, so it kind of glides along the track. Is a less shitty nerd way of saying what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> um, but basically, Clara, you attune to the way to uh, get a sense of what's going on in this mine, and it's actually like super, super stark and clear for the first time all day. There is a, a powerful wellspring of way energy somewhere deep in this mine that you can, you know, in closing your eyes and focusing, very clearly guide the cart towards. And you can tell that this is like a, a new mine shaft that's been opened recently, which tracks with what you heard uh, Jackson mention in the bar, that maybe something was discovered recently. There's like fresh track and then a point where the track just runs out, but a fresh mine shaft is dug and goes further. You and Shayna hop out of the mine cart. Jeeves is like buzzing out. He's freaking out about how much weight energy is going on here. Um, and you press through like a little sliver of a crack in the cave wall here and inside a large cavern, you can see a ceiling that's just like heavily coated with stalagmites from which are dropping these kind of glossy black pearlescent beads of whey energy that just kind of dissipate and don't even hit the ground. They just vanish into the void. This, the energy flowing over you is quite impressive. And you can see hovering, suspended in the center of the room, is a person wearing coveralls that you suspect might be the chief miner. Holy shit. Yeah. Ha. Glad I have it on tape. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Do we pull her down? Can we pull her down? Uh, can I tie Jeeves to me? Sure. Shannon, and Clara, and Jeeves, you step forward and you attempt to pull this floating person down out of the air in this cavern. The, the air is like really thick and there's like a, a strangely sweet smell to it that you've never before experienced and doesn't really feel like the inside of a mine shaft should. And when you pull on this person's ankles and gently tug them out of the sky, they open their eyes. And then as they're kind of being pulled down to the ground, they sort of at once are uh, reacquainted with gravity and kind of tumble on top of you. Clara, this person hits you like pretty bodily and knocks you into the dirt. And when they do, another surge of energy from the, the touch of their skin uh, flashes against you. You see this person, this chief miner, and you know that her name is Gorin, that she's worked here for 33 and a half years, that she has two kids, that last week she was down here with Myrna, they discovered a new vein. They found something glittering, something black that was really exciting, but they felt compelled to keep it a secret. You see the meeting in Gorin's office last night where Snake attempted to intimidate her and get the location out of them. You saw Myrna being handed the plans of the mine being sent home. And then you saw mine chief Gorin heading back down here, stopping and then slowly losing touch with gravity and floating up into waste suspension. Holy crap. That's a lot of information. I don't, I don't think Clara would feel like she has time to be like, anyway, who here's who this is and here's what happened. There isn't time. For yeah. So it's kind of like, Hey, Gorin, Let's get in this sh mine cart. We got to get back. Looks at Shayna. I'm going to explain it all when we get back. Let's get out of here. I trust you. Let's go. Aw. That makes Clara really happy. But there's no time to be happy. <laughs> no time. Let's go. You drag a weekend Gorin over to the mine cart. She clumsily slaps at the console and sets a course back to the mouth of the mine at high speed. And after a few minutes harrowing hairpin journey up through these tunnels, you arrive to see 
the buggies of Snake's goons pull up to the front. Um, one of them is reaching shakily for a blaster. The other one is looking kind of confused and concerned with Snake not there to lead the pack. What would he do? I just want to race right by him. Uh, yeah, I agree. You want to get on the buggy and just and tell him to eat dust? Yeah, eat dust. Eat my shorts. That'll be, I think, a last helm roll then. Um, I can assist. Sure. Shit. You uh, attempt to pull Gordon shakily out of this minecart and hop onto the buggy, and uh, these two goons run up. One of them says, no, no, no. He shoots the engine out uh, with his blaster, and the buggy fails to start. You're now stranded on the top of this minecart road. Call Oxana. Oh, great idea. I call Oxana. I have, I have a communicator. Mom, pick me up. Uh, I don't want to stay the night. <laughs> this sleepover is weird. Um, we'll do that. Let's do let's do one beat with November and Leo in the bar. November, inside the now empty main room of the blind bear, you see Leo looking almost like frostbitten on the ends of his arms. That sucks. Is uh, <laughs> Lip Ring Jackson still with you? Yeah, I mean, I think I'd like ask for help to like help drag leo out mm-hmm. like remember strong and all but like no one it's nice to have two people to lift a body yeah exactly november just like kneels down beside him and is just like oh what have you got yourself into this time i guess i also have a med kit on me so like if there's anything i can do now while it's like warm i guess i will and then and then we'll try and get him out of here. I feel like you, you probably have like immediate treatment for when this happens because it's not the first time it's happened, right? So I think if it's just a question of reviving Leo, I think it just will take a little bit of time, but you are now choosing to spend the time doing that. Yeah, I tell like Jackson to watch the door, I guess, and um, drug Leo awake. <laughs> yeah, you wake up looking up at an unfamiliar ceiling. And a familiar November. It'd be scary though to be like, in, you know, to not to have that gap in, in memory. Um, that's not That's not fun. <laughs> um, yeah, I think November's like, good evening. Uh, you're, we're still in the bar. I guess his surroundings and just kind of meekly says thanks, I think. Because, yeah, this is exactly what he's trying to avoid. Shane is now gone. He last thing he knew is he's like trying to protect, maybe even ask, or like, is everyone okay? Yeah, uh, the rest of them got out. Uh, you took down the, you know... The henchmen, and then they they got on buggies, mm. and they raced off uh, to the mines, I suppose. Oh, well, sounds like I missed a lot. It's only been, say, like 15, 15 minutes. And it still feels like a long time when we need it most. Kind of, kind of a race against the clock, I suppose. Yeah, you <laughs> ready to get off this fucking planet? Yeah, I was ready since we <laughs> first landed. Jackson watching the door and um, just third wheeling like a mofo here, unfortunately, uh, kind of looks in back into the bar with a, a awkward smile and says, uh, you guys uh, need a ride anywhere? Yes, to the ship. <laughs> he leads you out. He gets you on the back of his buggy. You can see that there's um, some lights like cast against the tops of these pine trees that then fade out as buggies head up in front of you. Mm-hmm. And then a few minutes as you're still a bit out, maybe prodding Jackson to work the throttle as much as he can. But he's also like, oh, what the fuck's going on? You hear a, a blaster shot um, a few hundred feet ahead in the darkness. And then um, 
Suddenly, as you approach the entrance of the mine, everything is brilliantly lit by the floodlights on the front of the houndstooth as it rises from the landing pad nearby. And um, its belly is like scraping against the tops of these trees because Oxana can do like straight lines and not parallel parking. She's trying to like lower as much as she can to be threatening without actually like threatening anyone. She doesn't know what she's doing. And she like fumbles for a second and then over like the open hail of the ship. I think you'd better go to bed. To the miners. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For me, I was like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> she hits another button and the, the particle cannon nice. <laughs> opens up from the ship. She says, Do you think we should figure out how to use this? <laughs> the miners look at each other. Do you say anything to them, Shayna or Clara, as you're like holding this like woozy chief miner out from her waist asses? Uh, Clara does a peace sign. <laughs> <laughs> These guys uh, still on their buggies. Just I think to to Gorin, one of them says, uh, "Snake's not going to be happy about this," and gets on and, and arcs, uh, carves like a, a wave of snow across all of you as he turns and spins and heads back down the path. Um, Oxana says, "Captain, I don't know how to land this. How can help me now?" Just, just, just uh, open the uh... the landing gear descends, but there's, the ship's still in midair and it, like clips the top of which. You, you return to the houndstooth, eventually coaxing Oxana into a clumsy landing. Um, yeah, I think maybe after like a bit of rest and recovery, you bring Gorin to the mayor's office um, where she explains everything that's going on to Mayor Hockenden. There's an open question of what's actually going to happen to Snake or what consequences he'll suffer. They still don't have any access to any kind of actual like hegemony authority on this tiny town where he's kind of a, a bit of a crime boss. But maybe you offer to... Um, alert a nearby patrol or like send word along when you reach your destination. Maybe you're landing like not far enough, close enough that you could have someone sent over. Um, but at like the very we call the cops on them. What do you want to do? Yeah. November would be like super anti like calling the hegemony here because like mm-hmm. what, like the fact that these people found something here, like it's just, it, it won't end well for them. Mm-hmm. Um, not that. Um, I don't know what the alternative is. Yeah. You could also um, potentially, we could spin this as like, if there's a faction you're more comfortable contacting to provide assistance here, like the mendicants could at least be like a bit of a a show Mm. of force and make sure things don't collapse into like complete anarchy. If that's something you're interested in preventing. Yeah. November, you hail a mendicant ship, your, uh, your contact there. And they agree to head over to White Hill first thing tomorrow morning and uh, start a proper investigation and let you know what they find. Um, but otherwise, Mayor Hanneken, uh, I think sh- they said five credits. Sweet. Nice. Good. Which is hopefully worth the egregious amount of trouble you incurred on, in this little <laughs> tiny town um, that no one could have predicted. What about them, uh, them four credits from the Luna Squad merch? Yeah, that's just... I kind of wanted to give you that as a given because... Um, you were, uh, this is going to be like a relatively low paying job and you guys have been, um, stiffed enough times in these seven episodes. You make your range with Mayor Hockenden, who seems, um, somewhat more mollified. Like, you know who committed the murders, which is good, but the answer is also there's some crazy way magic in the mines. And also we know it was Snake, but also Snake got away. Bye. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a bit of a gong show <laughs> of a mission. Um, but you recovered the missing mining chief, which is important. And um, they're alive. 
yeah, and you guys, I'll say the one that I say every episode, head off into space for another adventure. Thank you for listening to episode seven of Houndstooth. We will be back on December 7th with the first part of a new three-part Houndstooth adventure that you won't want to miss. If you want updates or behind-the-scenes peeks on the show, be sure to follow our social media channels. We're at The Realms Cast on Instagram and Twitter and at patreon.com slash many realms. We have bloopers, bonus episodes, notes, all kinds of things stretching back all the way to the previous campaigns as well. So head on over there and support the show if you feel so inclined. That's all for me. I'll see you next time.